Brazil and Argentina, or is Brazil its own country? Uh oh. Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 14, Rock Band Miami X. Uh, I am Shane O'Hare, and I am joined with three of my fellow Geekscape contributors. Uh, first up on the chopping block is the illuminating Derek Krenevelt. How are you that doing? Was a beautiful, that was a beautiful intro. Thank you. Yeah, Good. I, I felt like Illustrious was a little bit overplayed, so I went with illuminating. I, I feel like you're really receptive to feedback, and I really enjoy that, so thank you. <laughs> That's good. It's good. Uh uh, and well, second to enter the Ring of Champions is my personal champion, Josh Jackson. I can be illustrious. I don't mind too much. <laughs> I thought I thought you wanted to be my champion. You were my champion. I can be your illustrious champion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and of course, uh, rounding out this ragtag group of gamers, you know him, you love him. It's Juan Carlos. Hi, everybody. I don't get an adjective this week. Woo. <laughs> No, you have uh, yeah, you've uh, ascended above adjectives of mere mortal men. That sounds about right. Yeah, um, we may sound a little bit different. Uh, we're doing some new recording things. Uh, we're gonna try some things out. So this episode might be a little funky. Uh, next episode might be a little funky. We're just trying to like nail down something new. Um, uh, to make sure we can give you a consistently good product and quickly. Uh, yeah, and quickly because the editing process can can sometimes take a few hours for me, um, and then I get frustrated and just start over. <laughs> um, but also, uh, listeners, we wanted to um, uh, present an option to you. Um, would you guys and tweet us, uh, Facebook us, do all that good jazz? Um, how do you feel about us doing a Patreon or accepting listener donations? Now, we're not asking for you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars to help pay our rent. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, help us um, advertise the podcast, uh, you know, maybe uh, get games or uh, secure interviews, get new equipments. Uh, we were, we were throwing around an idea of getting a new mixer so we can record and get you a, you know, a more consistent product. Um, and we want to, um, I personally, uh, I'm kind of against running ads on, on the podcast. I don't know how my uh, three uh, other contributors feel, but uh but I feel like if we do a Patreon, you know, a couple bucks a month or, you know, just accept donations, um, you know, maybe we can have some good shout outs. Um, but we want to hear what your, your guys' thoughts are on that. Um, so tweet us, let us know, because um, we, you know, we, we don't want to be sellouts, but, you know, we want to, you know, we don't want to go broke doing this either. So Ubisoft, please email us. do any contribution. With a large enough contribution, we'll take back everything we said about Unity. <laughs> uh, we like to also Unity. mention that uh, level fourteen of the Geeks and Games podcast is brought to you by Captara. Captara, <laughs> now available on DVD and Blu-ray at a fine retailer near you. I don't think Blu-ray would like make that movie any better. It would just make it worse. <laughs> no, it, it it doesn't mean it's actually a Blu-ray. It's just that's it's uh it's just on crayon. They write the word Blu-ray. And you don't figure it out till you open it up, and it's a copy of like Dora the Explorer Volume Three <laughs> on Laserdisc. Yeah, on Laserdisc. <laughs> Did you guys see that uh, Image Comics last week announced a comic book called Captara? Bullshit, really? No, no I'm totally serious. It have it's to it's, do it's not the related whatsoever, but it's spelled exactly the same. Oh my god! It actually sounds it actually sounds really interesting. All right, well, we'll we'll say that for um, 
well, maybe we'll have John talk about it on the big show. The big show. Um, and uh, you know what? To take take a line out of John's book, out of his repertoire, uh, if this is your first episode of Geekscape Games, um, we're all about the previous week in video games. We're going to talk about news. Uh, we had a big-ass Nintendo, Nintendo Direct yesterday with a whole lot of good shit coming out. And then we're going to talk about what we're playing, and we'd like to round it up with a, a question for the listeners. So let's get right into it. The first thing on the list is uh, at the Detroit Auto Show the other day, Microsoft and Turn 10 Studios officially announced Forza Motorsport 6. Um, they're doing a pretty big, um, I don't know, like media collaboration with Ford. So the new brand new Ford GT is going to be on the cover and like all the fancy Ford shit, uh, the GT, the Shelby, the Mustang, the F1 Raptor, all blah, blah, blah. All that stuff's going to be in the game. Um, I'm a little bummed. Um, well, I wouldn't say bummed. Uh, I love the Forza series, but uh, I am so far away from buying an Xbox One that I doubt I'll ever play it. Forza 4 was one of my favorite games of all time. And I don't know. I, I'm excited. I'm glad there's a new Forza, but I'm just pissed I'm not going to be able to play it. So, any of you guys play any of the racing games like Forza or you know the more simulation race, racing games? Well, one of my favorite games of last year was Forza Horizon 2. Um, but that was more just because of the open world part of it. Like in general, I'm not too much into the, ho- into the car sim games unless there's something attached to it like the open world in Horizon. But I just think it's funny that over time, it seems like Forza has kind of over t- like we've had what like three or four Forza games since the last Gran Turismo game came out. Yeah, so, I mean, and from what I hear, I mean they're consistently great. So as long as they're able to keep churning out quality titles like that. Yeah, the the problem with Forza Five is they had all these like really shitty microtransactions, like a lot of really shitty microtransactions. Yeah. Um, I remember and, hearing about that. And the Forza Horizons, like I'm just gonna fact check real quick, but I, I believe Forza Horizon um, is from a different company. I don't think it's from Turn Ten. Um, and that was really like really arcadey. Oh, it is, oh no, no, it is t- Turn Ten. Oh, Playground Games. Okay, so different company. Um, but uh, yeah, that was much more arcadey compared to the other ones. So, right, yeah, that explains it then because I really don't do the really realistic racing sims. Mm-hmm. But there's exceptions to that. With Test Drive, that was an open world one, but it was also a driving sim. Yeah, yeah. it was always connected online, and all the random cars you drove by were real people. Hmm. All right, um, I just thought it was interesting oh. that uh, during the announcement, <laughs> if you look at the video. Uh, Dan Greenewalt, he comes out, hi, uh, Dan Greenewalt, we're the guys responsible for the Forza franchise. And there's a small pause, like, oh, waiting, like, he, like it's a note on his hand, like, wait for applause. <laughs> and there's, like, nothing's going on. So he's he waits for a couple of seconds, and then you hear, like, one or two people clapping, and a generic, like, woo. And there's, <laughs> anyway, <it's, laughs> And he's just like, oh shit. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have time, go check that video out after the show. It's oh, yeah. talking great. Uh, I'm gonna put that in the show notes. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I I might get an Xbox One when this game comes out. I don't know. It's it, it's a console pusher for me. I'll sell you mine. Um, I probably won't work with in, that with in that America. good old. Uh, yeah, well, with that good old American dollar, it'll barely cost you anything. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna uh, are you gonna come on it for me? Uh, that could be arranged. Oh, wow, fabulous, fabulous. Um, well, next very on generous our, of you. <laughs> uh, the next on our list, um, Nintendo is officially ceasing operations in Brazil. 
Um, if you're not privy to how uh, Brazil and uh, wait, is Brazil and Argentina or is Brazil its own country? Uh oh, own country. <laughs> okay, fuck. <laughs> I think we found our sound bit for the beginning of this episode. <laughs> At level 14 of the Geeks Gate Games podcast brought to you by Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Learn all about geography of this great planet of ours. Back to Shane and the guys of Geekscape. Including including what is and isn't a country. (laughs) Brazil, the capital of Argentina. Uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, uh, if you're not privy to how Brazil works, they have really, really, really high import taxes uh especially for consumer electronics um and it's it's kind of a push to have stuff made and manufactured in the country so like like a playstation 3 would be uh like almost a thousand us dollars to buy one um and there's just not enough profit and like the the e-shop um was non-existent for nintendo um and it's just you know not a good uh not a good, um, you know, uh, uh, market for them to be in. So, womp womp. I guess well, they don't have FIFA on Nintendo, so that, that serves that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then, losing much? Yeah, definitely not, <laughs> not losing much. And um, it looks like Derek, you put a last minute addition on this list that there's been a quite a large amount of amiibos. Speaking of Nintendo, um, why don't you tell us about that? How many amiibos have been sold? Uh, well, Nintendo actually announced today that December, they closed 2014 with their biggest month of sales in history. So they said that uh, basically Wii U established new benchmarks for hardware and software sales in December, uh, helping total hardware and software sales in 2014 increase by more than 29% and more than 75% respectively over sales in 2013. Um, so they have said that Smash Brothers for 3DS has sold over 2 million copies. Um, and in just over six weeks, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Saf- Alpha Sapphire uh, have sold over 2.6 million copies. And But yeah, they noted that. And it was kind of in a, a side note, which is weird because I feel like it's a huge number because Amiibos have been available for, what, a month and a half at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, so they said Mario Kart and Super Smash Brothers sold over 1.7 million uh, physical and digital units. And- now, is that together? Oh, sorry. That's Mario Kart Eight. Um, Smash Brothers has sold over 1.3 million at this point, wow. and that total sales of Amiibo figures in 2014 are nearly twice the sales of Smash Brothers for Wii U. So, about 2.6 million Amiibo figures at this point. It, it's it's hard to fathom that there's that many Amiibos out there, but with people like Shades going out there and gobbling them up, it's not a surprise that they're cool. they're selling like that. Well, 2.6 million Amiibos, but point one of them are Marths. I was gonna say. I was gonna say that like maybe ten of those are villagers and we fit trainers yeah. and Mars. But uh, but I feel like that's an absolutely huge number sold, considering they've been out for well, forty five days or whatever they've been out for at this point. Yeah, and I mean it really just goes to show the staying power of these characters because from my jaded standpoint, I mean I've been playing games for so long that I'm like, are thinking are that many people really gonna want? Mario or Peach or Yoshi, but apparently 2.6 million uh, units, and those are pretty much the only ones you could find at this point. Like that just goes to show that people really do want these characters. Yeah, yeah. And there's um, once we get to the Nintendo Direct at the end of our our quick list, uh, uh, Josh, I hope you're going to be able to tell us all about the brand new amiibos that were announced. Uh, are you oh, going to yeah. be able to do that for us? Definitely. All right. um, my my wallet is so sad over that announcement. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> your body is ready, but your wallet isn't. It never is. <laughs> I just I just force it in. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Level right. 14 of the Geese Giggings podcast brought to you by Astroglide. Astroglide, <laughs> when you absolutely have to get it in. Back to the guys from Geekscape, Shane. Oh, fucking Christ. Uh, um, yeah, um, Nintendo's fucking blowing it out of the water. Blowing it out of the water. Um, and uh, they, they um, obviously selling a lot of Amiibos, but unfortunately for Derek... Maybe a little bit hard for him to get a Rosalina amiibo. I'm still, I'm so upset. Like I literally, so let me tell you about my morning. Okay. So I slept and I was sleeping, <laughs> as, as many do. It's like I'm on a bad first date. <laughs> and I wake up and I, I look, look at my cell phone and there's a message from one of my friends. And it's like, dude, did you hear about Target? And I'm like... No, I didn't hear about Target. So, <laughs> so I went to you know the, our friend Google and I searched Target Canada and hit that good old return key and uh, basically like all over the place Target to pull out of Canada basically. So, um, so Target opened Target opened their stores in Canada like two years ago or less than two years ago and spent a huge amount of money like it was one of the biggest retail expansions in history because they went from zero stores to 133 stores very 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 quickly um and they bought out like they bought out a canadian retailer called zellers um zellers zellers which is no longer in business and they took a lot of their locations and re uh renovated them and everything like that but they were they lost a huge amount of money which is, and I feel like they didn't give it really a good try. Like they said, they anticipated they would start making profit in Canada in 2021, which is too far away from them. I don't understand how you can go into a, an entirely new market and expect to be immediately profitable, first of all, especially opening so many stores. But uh, anyways, uh, anyways, I basically, when I, I saw that, and I feel super bad because they employed, they employed like 17,000 people in Canada. Oh, wow. But my first thought was not about those people. In fact, those thought, the thoughts of the people, basically 10 minutes after I thought about my first thought, I was like, holy crap, I'm such a dick. <laughs> uh, because my first thought is like, what about Rosalina? <laughs> how am I going to get, how am I going to get Rosalina if these stores don't exist? And uh, that was, I, I, I was very upset. Um, and then I realized I'm a total asshole. So thanks, Target. <laughs> um, no, but they, they're starting up, like I've been checking on the Twitter feed and it says they've been saying that they've, they're canceling all orders of things that haven't oh, been shipped no. yet. So if it's something that Target Canada already has in its possession, it will still make it to stores because they're saying they're, they're going to liquidate the stores basically. And they're saying that that process will start in a few weeks and will last probably 15 weeks or so. So the stores will still be open when the, when these come out, whether or not they show up in our stores is it rem- remains to be seen because, uh, Depends on whether or not they already have them. Because if they don't have them, they're not going to take them. And they'll probably, you know, it's a target item. So it'll probably be repurposed for the United <laughs> States. Um, Good news yeah, for no, us. So, you, so, yeah, if you guys see a Rosalina on the shelf, an extra one, please, please, please grab it. I will pay you all the money. All the money? That I, that money. I have. <laughs> all my net worth, which is at this point possibly less than a Rosalina cost. <laughs> but um, Like 742 and a Pop-Tart? <laughs> 
I could probably do the pop tart. All right. But you know, they just one. Like they come in the two two come in each foil. Like well, I'll have to eat one of them. Well, a man's gotta eat. Yeah. I know. But yeah, no. Target Target's leaving Canada, and so Rosaline is up in the air. Oh, better news: the United States should be getting their whole set of Rosalinas soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good news for us. But yeah, it sucks that you know. You said there's seventeen thousand people are out of jobs. Yeah, I mean they are. It, it it says that they have planned, you know, because it obviously is going to affect a lot of people. And it says that they have planned. They they have quite a big thing planned for uh, severance pay and stuff like that. So they're going to. I think every employee will to start get like sixteen weeks of severance pay or something. Oh my gosh! Um, okay. Go get a job is, at Target right now. Yeah, I know, right? Um, which is like four months of pay. So that's that's far and away from i think what the what is expected so well, like i know best like best buy in canada um recently like not recently this was about a year ago now but they overnight closed like 30 percent of their stores so it was to the point where managers showed up for work the next morning and there was security outside telling them that, that this store was no longer open and they, that they couldn't go in holy shit so where this is like these people still have their jobs for the next 15 weeks or so while target begins and finishes liquidating um and then they get a nice severance package like these people literally showed up for work and didn't have a job anymore so um pretty different scenarios it sounds like and yeah and, well i mean besides you know possibly not getting a rosalina you should be able to get some fat deals on some uh some uh some that target brand clothes that you were uh, talking about earlier <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> all right well uh moving on uh from the uh the uh, obituary of Target Canada. Um, yes, yeah, speaking about uh, uh, blast from the past. Blast from what? I, I know I was so good with my segues earlier. Now they're just shit. Um, uh, I feel like we're back in 2003 because out of literally fucking nowhere, Harmonix comes out and says, "Hey, oh, uh, we got three new songs for Rock Band. Here you go. Uh, it'll be out tomorrow." Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Rock Band. The who. The Rock Band Music Store was supposed to be shut down in April of 2013. It it never actually shut down. Um, it just stopped updating, and all of a sudden, Harmonix was like, "Yeah, we got um, uh, we got some new music. You guys can uh, come and check it out." They have um, let me see if I can get the names. They have uh, here we go: Arctic Monkeys, Are You Mine, Avenged Sevenfold, Shepherd of Fire, and the Foo Fighters, Something from Nothing. Uh, the songs are all two dollars a song, um, and it's going to be on the PlayStation Three and the Xbox Three Sixty. Uh, Josh, you uh, alerted me to this, and your email was quite, quite excited. Uh, what is what is it? What does this mean for fans of uh, these rhythm games? Do, do you think that like this is like a sign that Rock Band Four might actually come out? Yeah, and Harmonix a few months ago at a convention alluded to the fact that they were that they had rock band news coming up, but no one knew what it was. Now, um, whether or not that's going to mean another game is yet to be seen, because as we all know, the music genre got completely oversaturated within like two or three years because Harmonix or MTV Games and uh, Activision couldn't like hold back with their constant releases to the point where there was like five or six every year. But I mean, it's hard to say if people are really going to buy into the concept again enough to warrant a full sequel. But I mean, at the very least, if the people who still have all their plastic instruments laying around find uh, find songs that they 
that they would want to play for their copies of Rock Band 3, I mean, that's that's like the one positive thing of DLC that a lot of games just don't do, where it just keeps expanding a game months or years afterwards. So the news was just so surprising because like we were talking about, it came out of nowhere. The press release came out, I think, the day before they were set to hit. Yeah. So no one, no one even knew it was coming. Everyone just figured that whatever was in the music store was all that we were going to get, which it was already hundreds upon hundreds of songs. So it wasn't like it was lacking anything. But even if it comes back in, in this capacity where it's just the DLC, I mean, that would be more than enough for myself and other people. But hopefully if the support's strong enough and there's enough interest from the public and get another full-fledged rock band game that can hopefully even expand on the concept. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm. I, I would love to uh, have a you know like a proper Rock Band four. Um, and like like I'm gonna have to fucking fire up my 360 and go get some guitars and a microphone. And uh, I, I think the 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 wording I use I used was like get some friends who lack harmony and a bottle of whiskey and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so that's pretty much all you needed. I mean, if anything, maybe we'll finally get a rap rock, rap rock band that I always used to talk about. And you could use the uh, DJ turntable from DJ Hero as like the sixth track or something. Yeah, I am. Um, I uh, I have to give props to DJ Hero because I played DJ Hero like a motherfucker. Like I loved that game. And yeah, that game was so fun. Yeah, it, it, it was like surprisingly like really, really, really fun. And um I was uh, like really bored one night, like just finished playing it. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what it's like to really DJ. And uh, five years later, um, I'm a semi-professional DJ. So I got to give props to DJ Hero for starting that off. Yeah, it's just too bad that that game came out at the tail end of the rhythm game era when everyone's already getting tired of them. Because it yeah. was a really, really well-designed, fun, challenging game. It was really yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was really fun. Well, what's really interesting is that... Um, uh, I can't remember his name off the top of the head, but the guy, the the DJ that made all the tracks, um, he he perform he would like perform them live. So everything you heard would, was him like like you know doing the scratching, doing the beat juggling, like everything alive. And they would just record that to tape, and then just make the the note highways in the game from that. And I've seen video of him like playing some of these songs live, and it's like it's mind blowing. So it, there's a lot of there was a lot of because in the DJ community, it's kind of like, oh, you know, you're just playing with a, you know, the fucking uh, play school toy. Uh, kind of like how, you know, when Rock Band and Guitar Hero came up, it was kind of shit on. But there was a, a fairly competent DJ that curated the soundtrack for that. Um, and when I found that out, I just, you know, I liked it even more. Yeah. And then just not to get too sidetracked, because we have a lot to talk about, but that just reminds me of how people used to say, oh, like Rock Band... Like it's making kids play fake instruments when they're not, and they could be spending that time learning real instruments. But like in your case, I always saw it as a window that kind of opened up for people to get into playing real guitar to begin with. And yeah, just like just like Tony Hawk Pro Skater turned everyone into a wannabe skater when I was growing up. Um, <laughs> you know, it just served as that entryway to kind of get someone introduced to it. Yeah, yeah. So why there was always such elitism around it. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway. Yeah, uh, nostalgia. Uh, <laughs> uh, Derek, you put in there uh, that Hotline Miami 2 has been refused classification in Australia. Um, and the creator had a very interesting response to that uh, um, censorship. Uh, expand on that. What did the creator come out and say? Yeah, did you guys play the first game? No, I didn't. No, I, I didn't. 
it was totally like I'd heard of it and I and it had a lot of uh, critical acclaim and stuff like that. But I don't think I checked it out until it hit PlayStation Plus one month for like Vita and PS3, I think. And uh, it's just like it's like a it's it plays kind of like a puzzle game. Like you're trying to figure out how to get from A to B essentially, and uh, it's like super stylized and super violent, and it's like a top down like. It's just really kind of artistic and, and it's like pixely and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. But uh, the second one's been in the works for some time now. Um, today, uh, Australia refused to classify it, um, basically saying that it will not be, they're not releasing it because if it's not classified, it can't be out in that country. Um, so it's been a cute, uh, refused classification for an Im- implied rape scene. Um so yeah there's like a paragraph about what the scene is but yeah they and and again that notes that that's not the only offensive content in the game it's very violent it's very bloody um the original game got an r18 plus rating two years ago and that Um, that 18 plus rating was is like super recent oh sorry they introduced the r18 plus i mean sorry recently so there's been far 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 less games being refused classification so the fact that this is refused classification like they are deeming it very very extreme but um basically the creator of the game has said that um sorry i'm just loading it up here he said that on reddit someone asked him like what am i supposed to do i really like this game i really want to play and so he just said basically the creator said just pirate it no need to send us money just enjoy the game so the email was confirmed as legitimate as well um or the the, the note was confirmed as re- legitimate and the develop devolver is the developer sorry they have no plans at this point to um challenge the ruling at all so basically it will never pr- probably never be officially um released in australia they said that we're concerned and disappointed that a board of professionals tasked with evaluating and judging games fairly and honestly would stress the facts to such a degree and issue such issue a report that describes specific thrusting actions that are simply not present in the sequence in question and incorrectly portrays that uh what was presented to them for a review so they disagree with it but they're not going to challenge it yeah like the the australia rating board like games in australia are one like ridiculously overpriced uh, and two like they just are they're either uh castrated so much that there's the, the you know the original idea from the, the creators is is gone it's mm-hmm. gone um or they just don't show up at all so uh i think uh i personally uh, have to commend him uh, and everybody at devolver for coming out and saying like you know fuck it we're not going to we're not going to do sh- jack shit um uh to try to get it out there just fucking pirate and we ain't care hello yeah hello. no definitely oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm glad i just uh made everybody breathless um, um you have that you have that effect on people i do i do um and one last thing before we let uh josh take the reins and tell us all give us this big old big old nintendo bukkake ah before we do that uh there's a new mortal kombat x trailer out um uh, it's on the front page of Geekscape.net, uh, but it shows that Goro is going to be a playable character, legendary Goro. Um, I'm really excited for Mortal Kombat X because it looks fucking beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Um, that's one thing that uh, the Mortal Kombat games always excelled at, uh, just really like pushing the limits of, of you know, you know, presentation. Um, but what pissed me off is that they introduced Goro at the end of the trailer. And apparently the only way you can get it is if you pre-order. And that's really kind of shitty. 
And is um, it a GameStop exclusive or is it anywhere? Uh, I, it didn't say it was a GameStop exclusive. It, it just said pre-order now. So um, I, after Unity, after Unity, I'm not pre-ordering ever again. I'm, I'm done pre-ordering games. Um, so fuck it. I guess I'm not going to play as Goro. You could always do what I usually do and just pre-order it, pick it up, download Goro, and then take the game back. Because <laughs> they usually print the code out on the receipt. It's true. That's true. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Well. Yeah, yeah seriously. Fuck that. That's a Geekscape Games hot tip. <laughs> and fuck GameStop. So they, because they're fucking you. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta fuck them before they fuck you. You gotta fuck them. But one way, one way another, someone's getting fucked. <laughs> there will be fucking. And, and that fucking is gonna be uh, refused classification by the Australian Gaming Board. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, well, with that, jo- uh, John, uh, with that, Josh. Uh, take it away, Nintendo Direct. We got a bunch of shit coming out, a bunch of games uh, that you seem to be extremely excited for. Um, oh, yeah, anyway. definitely. Like, yesterday, yeah, yesterday is Nintendo Direct. It was like it's crazy because there were so many great announcements, but it was mixed in with so many like really shitty things that pissed off a lot of people. But just to start with the with the positives and the good stuff, because that's what we are here at Geeks Games, if not positive. Um, aside from when we're talking about Ubisoft, but um, so Nintendo announced a huge, huge amount of games that are coming out within the next five months between now and May. Um, while there were a lot of like smaller downloadable titles and indie titles, there were also a lot of huge ones that got dated. Uh, Majora's Mask 3D is coming out a lot sooner than a lot of us expected on February 13th. Monster Hunter 4 is coming out on the same day. Uh, Kirby Rainbow Whoa, Curse. Monster Hunter Force coming out the same day? It's coming out next yep. month? Yep, February 13th. Holy shit, fuck yeah, alright. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. And then uh, Rain, uh, Kirby Rainbow Curse is coming out one week later on February 20th. Uh, Mario Party 10 on March 20th. And Splatoon on in May 2015, but without an exact date. And then aside from, which we'll talk about a little more as we go down the list, but um, Codename Steam is also coming out in March, even though I don't remember if they had an exact date for that one yet. No, yeah, that was just that was just tentative 2015. Right, and then just to enjoy, just to drive incentive, also they announced that if you reserve Codename Steam and when you pick it up, they'll give you a Majora's Mask pin as well. So they're tying in a completely unrelated game as a pre-order bonus because they know people want the Zelda stuff. Oh yeah, and that's gonna be and that's people are gonna pre-order the game just to get that fucking pin. Oh yeah, for sure. Hopefully the game will end up good and it'll be one of those uh, new IPs that Nintendo apparently never releases and hopefully it'll catch... <laughs> no, no no, pun intended, but hopefully it'll catch some steam. Oh! <laughs> oh, so funny! Oh. But then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, on top of those games that they announced, they officially revealed that they're going to start uh, the Wii Virtual Console on the Wii U. So as soon as the direct ended, they launched with what I would say is probably my one of my favorite games of all time, which is Mario Galaxy Two. And that's the Wii. The Wii games are going to be twenty dollars, but the first week that they're released, they're going to be ten. So this week, Mario Galaxy will be ten dollars. The week after, Punch Out will be ten dollars, and then the week after that, the uh, much sought after Metroid Prime Trilogy will be $10 as well. So that's a huge change from the $100 or so that you'd have to pay on eBay to get it. No, no, uh, no, this this is for the Wii U or the 3DS? No, Wii U. Wii U, okay, okay. For some reason, I thought that those games were coming out of the 3DS. Oh, no. For some reason, you were wrong. 
there's, no, there's no some reason I was wrong. I was just wrong because I was wrong. Uh, I feel like I'm really excited because I played the shit out of the first Mario Galaxy, but ha- for some reason was not playing my Wii anymore when the second one came out. So I'm stoked to grab that. And I've only played first Metroid Prime. Oh yeah, and so um, especially getting three of the like all three like the Metroid Prime trilogy is expensive as hell on disc, yeah. and to um, be able to get all three of them for ten bucks is uh, insane. Oh yeah, definitely, it's a crazy deal. Yeah, yeah, and Galaxy Two is, in my opinion, at least, it was just it was one of those things where when it came out, everyone was like, oh, like oh, Nintendo's rehashing, and especially because they had never released a direct sequel to a three D Mario uh, yeah, game definitely. before. Well, and they and, only had, that was the first time they had more than one Mario game on a single generation, too, right? Right, yes. And then, I mean, unless you count Yoshi's Island, but most people don't since it was so no, drastically no. different from uh, Mario World. But, um, yeah, but Galaxy 2 just had so many new, fresh ideas with the same concept that it didn't feel like... I, I think the entire time I played, there was maybe, like, the first world because it was still just a tutorial, and maybe a couple of worlds towards the end felt similar to Galaxy 1, but otherwise it felt like it was a game full of nothing but creative, original ideas, and it just showed how much imagination the developers were able to kind of accumulate to create something that was so different despite being um, made off of the same framework as its predecessor. Mm-hmm. Of course, Punch-Out! Punch-Out! was great, too. I don't know. Did you guys play that one at all? I didn't play either of these games, because no, I, I was too busy you know, playing Candy Crush with Derek. Was Candy Crush even around then? It was a joke. It was a joke. God, fuck. Uh, you guys are so mean. So mean. <laughs> oh, but yeah, definitely. Like, all of those games, if I didn't still have them on disc, I would get... I mean, I'm half tempted to get them again just because they're 10 bucks. But um, aside from that, the uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X trailer came out, a new one. Sh- showed off more of the environments compared to the previous trailers that were more cinematic. And did you guys watch Was it at 30 frames a second? Uh, I don't... Actually, I think it was, which would explain it. Oh, so cinematic. Did you guys happen to catch it at all? I did not. I uh, tried to watch the uh, Nintendo Direct and the trailers. I tried to prep for the show, but I didn't. Oh, yeah. Sounds familiar. (laughs) But, (laughs) But, yeah, just some of these. If there's... If you like, if anyone knows anyone, and I'm sure you do, I just met one tonight at the Resident Evil party who says that Nintendo's garbage, blah, 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 or doesn't, you know, their visuals are behind. Just all you need to do is show them this trailer. And while admittedly it's not like, like I'd say, like a texture standpoint um, and all of that, the game is not going to be beautiful. It looks beautiful. Like, yeah, oh, it, it looks so gorgeous. Like, I, I don't, it, it looks. It looks amazing, so I don't know where these this criticism is coming from. Yeah, no, I mean, people are always going to compare it to, say, like, some pre-rendered E3 trailer that looks nothing like the final product and say, see, like, Nintendo can't do that. But you look at Xenoblade, and it's in-engine, in-game, in-motion, and the environments are just so huge. There's, like, giant monsters coming out of the ground completely seamlessly, and... Can we see, can we can we take Xenoblade X and then just fucking change the title to Monster Hunter? Because I would <laughs> love to play a Monster Hunter in that in that world. <laughs> yeah, no, like if they were ever able to do something like that, that would be amazing. But like so far, that trailer alone, on top of everything else we've already seen, really made me anxious to play it. Like the only the only thing that's making me feel hesitant towards it is I never finished the first Xenoblade because it's like seventy hours for just the story or something like that. And is it like a hundred something bucks to fucking find a copy? 
something like that. I, I managed to get it when it first came out, so I paid just 50 for it. It's been sitting on my desk for the longest time. <laughs> put like 10 hours into it, and I'm like, I'm never going <laughs> to slide. But um, yes, aside from the uh, Xenoblade, the uh, Xenoblade trailer, the and a whole new set of, or two two whole new sets of Amiibos were announced. During Give me them the, all. Oh, Give me them all. Yeah, right? Even the even the Mario ones again. Oh, they have new packaging and they're in different poses. So take my money they, again. <laughs> Wait, you didn't yeah, know that? They could just <laughs> like they're 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 it's they're, they're the same fucking characters but like different poses. Like yeah, yeah, totally. I'm down for that. <laughs> so much money. I, <laughs> fuck you, Nintendo. Like all all I really want from that set is Toad because I feel like if any character is going to be rare from that set, it's going to be Toad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cap Captain like, motherfucking Toad. Yeah, because Mario Peach. You should customize um, it. And give him a give him the uh, headlight and stuff. I have zero talent. So. Oh, I know. I see. Do you have, have you seen them online? Like some of them are absolutely incredible, and I'm like, I can I can barely print. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as you can see, it took me like 15 minutes to get Mumble working. So, <laughs> good luck with trying to design anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah. So they're releasing a whole new set of Mario Amiibo. The peculiar thing that I found about it, and I don't know what you guys think, but they had a solid release date on them of what was it? March twentieth as well. March twentieth for those ones, yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's just weird that they already have a whole new series ready to go when they're struggling to keep up with demand of the ones that they already released. Well, and it, it's weird to me that they can give us a solid release date for one that's two months away, but they can't give us a solid release date for Wave 3. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't even give... And then moving on to uh, Wave 4, speaking of, they didn't give us a solid date for that either. Um, they just said sometime in spring, yeah. we're going to get six more Smash Brothers Amiibo on top of the Mario Brothers ones, which to me, it was surprising that set's going to include both robin and lucina from fire emblem which rounds out that entire fire emblem cast yeah. from smash is, is it is it because of their added functionality in project steam you think is that, that why they're that, pushing the fire emblem one so hard yeah that has to be it yeah. There's, i can't think of any other reason because you know it's just weird to me to think of without project steam there's no way that a character like robin or even a in, in smash brothers at least a clone like lucina would get priority over say well, like, and especially when there's still like characters that are so much bigger than these characters that have not been turned into amiibo yet yeah exactly because i mean just oh, right off the zero top suit of my head samus damn it yeah i know i'm surprised that zero suit samus hasn't come yet and then yet there's also like jigglypuff and um greninja like we, we just said what that pokemon ruby and sapphire sold like two over like 2.5 million, million or something, something. 2.7 yeah, million in, in two in months six weeks yeah well, uh, wait, six wait, wait. weeks. What just? I just fucking realized this. Um, <laughs> so the new 3DS has. Um, whoa, whoa, Juan, you're coming in hot. Hello. Okay. Sorry, safe folks. We're we're kicking out the bugs. You know, new shit, new shit. Juan's thinking about all the bad news from the direct and is like fuming <laughs> and like the the heat radiating like, radiating off of him is picking up on the mic. And I I've, I've been lying really still and try not to move and I'm still I guess giving off static. Uh, you sound so crisp. Yeah, you, you sound really so good, good though. I mean, but you know, when you're not talking you're I still wish loud. my voice could be your voice. Oh, well, Christmas, man. This is <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, the, the the new 3DS has got uh, amiibo support in it. 
next fucking yeah, po- next fucking Pokemon game that comes out, there, you know there's going to be amiibo support, and you know they're going to be releasing Pokemon amiibos. Fuck them! I mean, <laughs> if they do if they do that, that'll be the end of me. Nintendo have, have them all. Yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, they're going to doom us before they are doomed themselves. That's their <laughs> ultimate. That's their ultimate revenge. And they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna have you know po- uh, Pokemon different poses, Mega Evolutions. They're gonna have you know they're gonna release like shiny amiibos. Uh, you know they already kind of have those with um, Pokemon Rumble Blast. Did you guys catch those at all? Mm-mm. There was a yeah, like back before Amiibo existed, there is a downloadable game for the Wii U called Pokemon Rumble Blast, and they sold the little figures that worked the same way. They weren't they like GameStop exclusive or something? Yeah, yeah they were GameStop exclusive, and they were random. Like they were like capsule oh, yeah. toys, and, but they were much smaller, right? They were way smaller yep. than Amiibo are. Five bucks a bright. Yeah, so I mean, and now the whole bucks. set goes. And they even had shiny versions of the Pokemon too, like Shane was saying for the Amiibo. Oh, really? So, and like now a whole set on eBay goes for like seven hundred, eight hundred. Oh my God, Nintendo! Like, like <laughs> oh, I can't. This, oh, this is uh, our wallets. Our wallets no. are doomed. What if what if Amiibos made so many profit, like so much in profit, because Nintendo themselves are the scalpers? <laughs> They're like rebuying them themselves and then selling them on eBay. Yeah, I did. I did find a Martha Amiibo on eBay for a pretty good price and did come from japan the conspiracy theory this whole thing yeah Hmm. you should look into this shane you should look more into this i will i will i'll channel Uh, i the and then i love that during the products uh project steam uh demo they said they were like if you've been trying hard to get a martha me but we're bringing more to them to the u.s this year so i just i just bought one on ebay (laughs) like, (laughs) like after we recorded last week and then today it's like hey guess what Fuck you. <laughs> like, we're going to make, him, make it more common than Mario. <laughs> Everybody who pre-orders the game gets a free Martha Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> just make but them yeah, totally I mean, worthless. Yeah, and it just, it, like it's, funny too that they, and it's funny, too, that they didn't announce that they were going to reprint any of the other ones. No. And any of the other rare ones. And it goes back to what we were talking about a little while ago, where um, it seems like they're really trying to push pro- uh, Codename Steam with the amiibo because during the newest trailer for that game they mentioned that by scanning any of the fire emblem amiibo which means marth ike lucina or robin that uh scanning them through the new 3ds unlocks them as playable characters on your uh, on your team in that game which to me was really cool because um it's the first time that you're actually able to control a fire emblem character with a morph with a a wider range of motion compared to just like the 2D grid based mm, yeah, fighting that we've always had in Fire Emblem. And, it just and because of that, about, oh, go ahead. Oh, so, so because of that integration, um, how many people went out and pre ordered uh, Codename Steam today? Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, the Majora's Mask pin that they're offering by pre ordering it. Yep. I actually pre ordered it with uh, with the Monster Hunter 3DS that I. Oh, so you, you actually went out and got one of the, or pre ordered the Monster Hunter 3DS? Yeah, I'm not sure if I pre-ordered both the Majora and the Monster Hunter one, and I'm not sure if I'm going to actually buy them, but I wanted to have the option, and I knew they were going to disappear in a half hour, which they did. Yeah. So. Like, you you are seriously, like, expert-level pre-order. Like, whenever whenever we get, like, group texts from, like, John or something where he's like, oh, Amiibo blah blah blah's up, you're like, oh, yeah, I already pre-ordered six. Like, you're on <laughs> fucking point. Yeah, he... Well, the only- he- he managed no, the only to, reason he I pre-ordered, pre-ordered me a couple amiibo from down there too. Yeah, the only reason I pre-ordered six is so I can give five of them to you guys. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. Can you pre-order <laughs> me a Rosalina? I can't even pre-order me a Rosalina. <laughs> but I had to go they, to the UK if, to pre-order a Rosalina. 
but yes, but just to move, because I know we're probably running on, probably running late, but I can't tell because we don't have a timer on our recorder anymore. Yeah, uh, but, we, got, we got about uh, five minutes before we start to wrap up the show. Oh, okay. So, okay, so that's good. Um, so then lastly, on the Amiibo front, um, there was, and more towards the negative side of the Nintendo Direct, starting with the Amiibos, it's really confusing that they announced that there's no way, well, they didn't say that there's no way, hopefully they fix it in between now and then, but you want to use your Amiibo on Mario Party? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, back to back up a little bit, they were advertising Mario Party and the Mario Brothers Amiibo, the new Mario Brothers Amiibo, as like a package deal in a way where they're going to have a bundle that comes with the new Mario Amiibo, and all of those new Super Mario Brothers ones will work on um, on Mario Party. But then certain characters like Donkey Kong, Rosalina, and Wario, which who is going to be included in the or Amiibo set, um, would use the Smash Brothers Amiibo. But if you have Smash Brothers data on those Amiibo and you use them on Mario Party, you have to erase the Smash Brothers data first, which to me is really confusing and really stupid because, for one, who's going to stay down the line when multiple games come out that use a lot of the same Amiibo, you have to delete them every time? Yeah. And on top of that, there really should be a way to back up the data, especially when Smash Brothers already backs up the data while you're playing with the Amiibo. But then once you um, upload the data back onto the Amiibo, deletes it off the system so there really should be a way to just permanently back it up on the system so that if you want to use another game use it for another game you won't permanently lose the time that you spent training it or whatever you would do on the other games yeah and um we you brought that up um the other day and uh frank frankly like nfc storage and like rfid or rfid storage is fairly small so it it, it doesn't necessarily surprise me that you would have to do that it, like it's not capable of like you know having multiple saves on there but you do bring up a good point that there should be some sort of like like a library management system like on the wii u like i can just like a like a downloadable app or something that you can uh you can like you know manage all that stuff but but um well i guess they could because when you brought that up i thought there's got to be some way that somebody can exploit that and like i don't know like clone links and then oh then you can have like this underground like like breeding ring of like all oh, this amiibo has like been trained and bred and you know you can get a copy of it it's like it's like puppy mills but for amiibos holy shit oh my god <laughs> yeah except though i don't think anyone really takes it that seriously so hey hey um was it one that said that um uh, uh at some of the fighting tournaments people are bringing their amiibos in and having them fight the the matches yes that's oh, true. yeah yeah i so, heard about that you know, you don't you you don't underestimate the power of an amiibo. I oh, know. Trust me, I don't. I've lost enough to them. <laughs> money, lots of money to them. Yeah, and you know, love and time. So, um, all right, Josh, uh, wrap up Nintendo Direct for us. What else uh, do you want to absolutely get in? Okay, so lastly, Captain Toad's amiibo support was announced, but it was kind of eh, like it didn't really do anything really. Yeah, what what was it like? Uh, there's a uh, an eight bit toad that's hidden in the levels. Like, what is what what does that do? I have no idea what it does. <laughs> does any, did anyone else catch that? No, nah, uh, they're saying they'll release more details later, but as of right now, it's just like, hey, just that Toad Amiibo is going to do something, but we haven't figured out what yet. <laughs> um, but then the biggest news out of the biggest news out of the direct was the announcement of the new 3DS XL in the United States, um, in, and in addition to the two standard models, which all of which include the extra. Thumb, I guess it's a thumbstick. It looks more like a nub. 
Um, it is, extra. and um, I, I did want to talk about that. Um, it's it's not like a Circle Pad Pro at all, or I thought it would be, but um, uh, the best way to describe it as uh, is one of those like um, uh, like IBM uh, like dot mouses um, on like a laptop, where it's like a little tiny rubber like eraser head that you kind of like bend and rock. Has anybody used those on like old laptops? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, seen those. Yeah, it's 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 just like that, which like gives me gives me uh, trepidation that it's going to be like a shit product. But I I want to wait till I get it in my hands before I make final judgment. Obviously, right. Then in addition to that, it has the extra shoulder buttons, has faster processing for faster load times. It can play process more data, so that way certain games like Xenoblade Chronicles, which is coming out in April. Uh, for the new 3DS will be able to run, whereas they wouldn't be able to run on a regular 3DS. And as we mentioned earlier, the Amiibo support. But in the United States, well, they uh, first they did announce a Monster Hunter for Ultimate Special Edition and a Majora's Mask Special Edition, but they did not confirm that they were releasing the small new 3DS with the interchangeable faceplates over here. And, and on top of that, every... New 3DS will not be bundled with an AC adapter because they figure AC adapter is the same from the DSi all the way up till the 3DS XL. So most people would have one by now, and if they don't, you can always buy one. It just seems so stupid because you, regardless of if people have it already or not, you need an AC adapter to charge a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it just seems like, I don't know, they keep you know talking and bragging about how much money they've made over the last six months and how they've turned unexpected profits but they seem to be reaching into a lot of and this is more specific to nintendo of america specifically but it seems like they keep trying to find ways to just grab more money out of its fan base which is at this point it's starting to get a little ridiculous because it seems like on one hand they're fostering this community that encourages scalping because the majora's mask limited edition gone in an hour the majora's mask 3ds gone in an hour the monster hunter one is gone in like four hours the amiibo fiasco that we've been talking about for weeks um and it wasn't that long ago like the wind waker hd uh limited edition with the ganondorf figure that thing was around for a while yeah and yeah. i mean it's not like nintendo's always done this it's just more of a recent thing and i don't know what the you know what the deal is especially when we just found out today that the uk is getting a Majora's Mask 3D bundle that includes both that includes the system and the figure and all their 3DSs are coming with an AC adapter and on top of all of that they're also getting the small new 3DS with the faceplate so the uh, western region is the only one that's not getting that model yeah and Europe's getting it which is which is weird yeah cuz Europe <laughs> in all fairness to Europe they're usually the ones that get screwed over <laughs> yeah but lately yeah. like Nintendo of America just like all the way back, dating back to the Wii, where there were so many games that we missed out on in America that every other region got. Yeah, and, and like, we had I can't, to. I, I can't. Um, I can't figure it out because yeah, there's gonna. Um, Juan, did you tell me there was a like a trade in thing at GameStop? Yeah, if you trade in the 3DS, you get seventy five dollars credit, and if you trade in the XL, you get a hundred dollars. But the thing is, when you trade in consoles like that to GameStop, they require that you turn in the AC adapter as well. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So and then like, how are you supposed to transfer your stuff? Because Nintendo's really bad. Like you need both consoles to be able to transfer them. Right. And because it's for the pre-order. So you have to turn in that system now so you can get in later. Okay. So unless you save that stuff on a on your laptop 
and then but the thing is you need both systems to do the transfer so yeah, so yeah. there's no way like it's no way for it to really work nope and then it's just ironic to me that even gamestop acknowledges that they can't take this thing without a charger because it's a requ- it's a requirement it's necessary but yet specifically nintendo of america not anywhere else in the world but nintendo of america decided it was necessary or that a charger was unnecessary yeah and, did, they're, and they're not a- charging you any less compared to the other models and that's uh, what's the awesome the news. I mentioned that Europe gets that awesome Majora's Mask uh, theme 3DS with the charger and the Skull Kid statuette. Yeah, it's insane. It's like, I don't know what Nintendo of America's problem is, but they've just been really dropping the ball lately. And it's just, I don't know. It just seems to be getting progressively worse to the point where it seems like it's coming off to at this point, like they just don't care because, you know, you give them the benefit of the of the doubt with uh, Wii Fit Trainer and Marth and Villager, and like maybe they didn't anticipate the. But then, but then you get to Wave Two, and like half of that series is impossible to find, and it, there's no improvement. Um, and it's just like you know, from there to the con to the limited edition consoles and everything, they just keep limiting it to the point where no one can get them unless you're, in the case of the Majora's Mask limited edition 3DS. You had to either be up at six in the morning on the West Coast or right at the store at 10 on the East Coast. And then within an hour, they were all gone. Yeah. They don't, well, they don't seem to be showing any signs of trying to fix that. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. They're, they're all over the place. They're doing amazing work with the Amiibos, but shitty work with the AC adapters. So I guess it's all evened out. Um, but they aren't as completely atrocious as Ubisoft. And I would like to, uh, we started uh, kind of facetiously last week, a new um, segment of the show, a Shane's Ubisoft rant of the week. And uh, why not bring it back? Because we had a little theme song written by a uh, fellow Geekscapist for Shane's Ubisoft rant of the week. So uh, I'm going to pull that in and uh, we'll get started. Oh yeah, Shane's gonna tell us about Ubisoft. Are they doing something cool, or should they just pop off? Tell us about Ubisoft. Tell us about Ubisoft and the Saint Mort Show at Geekscape.net. Yeah, and that was uh, that was from uh, Matt Kelly, St. Mort Show, obviously. Uh, that little plug at the end. Thanks, Matt. Um, my Ubisoft rant of the week is Tetris. Now, uh, we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about how they fucked up Tetris on the PlayStation 4. Uh, uh, Ubisoft has bought and owns Tetris. And uh, this, this episode two of the rant of the week is going to be real quick. But Ubisoft bought Tetris, went to Nintendo and said, Hey, you need to take Tetris out of the eShop and out of the virtual console. Done. So you can no longer buy uh, the original Tetris uh, either on the NES or the Game Boy. The game that made the Game Boy is unavailable on the eShop and the Virtual Console because Ubisoft is a bunch of shitheads. So, I don't know. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? Why would they do that? Exactly. they Ubisoft. I, I, I can't even. I haven't, I've, I've been so odd. I can't even. Been so odd. I would have been... Uh... Like Nintendo's front office. Oh, you want us to take it off the eShop? Uh, okay, cool. But actually, we're going to delay removing the game from the eShop for another 10 months. 
until we see that uh, the sales of your games on our console meet our expectations. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I wish, I wish, but uh, you know, we'll 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 take it off the store, but it's gonna take six patches for it to fully get removed. So. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, uh, games, games we've been playing this week. Um. I'm gonna let uh, whoever puts Shadow of Mortar completed on there. Who's that? Who did that? That was that was me. All right. So uh, you finished it. How was it? Um, it was a great game, except and and I won't spoil the story. But God, the ending was horrible. It was really, really, really stupid. Really, it was like one of the worst endings I've played in a long time. Hmm. Uh. Well, neat. Um. And have have you had a chance to play that Monster Hunter Four demo yet? I played it a little bit. I was trying the. Uh, can't think of the official name of it but the bug staff that they added to this game mm-hmm. um and the concepts are really interesting where you use the um use your staff to like summon a bug and it drains some kind of a stat from the monster and then when you call it back you gain that stat so you could either heal you can gain stamina you can gain strength or you could gain defense so that was one of the newer features that they're really pushing for this one mm-hmm. um yeah, there's another weapon, a charge, a charge sword, I think it's called, which is a new one, which I haven't had a chance to try yet. But um, looks like we all might have the demo, so hopefully we can get like a four player on. We could talk about it as a group for next week. Oh, I think we should definitely do that. We should we should schedule something for this weekend, boys. Yes, definitely. Does it does it we... Circle Pad Pro? Yes. yes. Oh, okay, good, good. Woo! <laughs> so, um, uh, Juan or Derek, is there? Have you guys been playing anything new? Um, I just bought Fantasy Life today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I started the game as an old fisherman. <laughs> and uh, the very first thing I started was my mom or my wife. I don't know who it is, but started nagging me that I had to go leave the house. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Can't, that's, can't, and when, then she says, oh, you, here's a piece of candy. Now go get your license. I'm like, what the fuck? I want to just watch, you know, oh, Matlock. Oh. <laughs> The, that's uh that's your landlord that's not even your mom or your oh, wife that's my landlord oh god damn it. so then i'm walking then these two ruffians <laughs> are harassing a butterfly i'm like i remember when this neighborhood was safe god damn it <laughs> so i have to run errands what the shit is this so i started playing fantasy life um, and, uh, <laughs> what the shit is this <laughs> so uh that um it started playing uh, South Park Pinball from from uh, Zen Pinball too. Um, I have one of my that's one of my weaknesses. I love pinball. I, really? I can't get enough. I absolutely love pinball, and so I, I have like almost all the DLC from uh, Zen Pinball. And my God, South Park Pinball is fantastic. They have a table dedicated to the entire show, and all the kids, all the neighbors, and then they have a table dedicated to Butters, which is really fantastic. Absolutely, I love it. That's that's pretty much been my week so far. What um uh, what is Zen Pinball on? It is on a Wii U. Oh, huh. is yeah. it is it um like eShop only or uh, it's eShop only? Uh, so you have to download the game, but it has trials of some of their tables, and if you want to unlock them, and it has a lot of really cool properties. There's Star Wars. Uh, well, Star Wars Pinball separate, but they have a lot of Marvel properties: uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Deadpool. X-Men. Um, they have uh, – God, what's other big properties they have? Well, South Park. And there's one other big one that I cannot remember. But they pulled in a lot of pretty high-profile stuff. And the tables are designed really well. 
like hmm. in the physics work, it, it's by far uh, like the only. And there's a lot of pinball apps for phones that I used to get just to kill time, but none of them really met my expectations. The physics are always been a little wonky, or the tables are just kind of bland. But the people at Zen Pinball, they do a really good job. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll check it out. Check it out. Um, uh, Derek, uh, have you been playing anything new? Uh, I've been. I've had a couple game nights with friends, so those resulted in a lot of Mario Kart. Got it. And uh, <laughs> so that's all I've really played this week. And but I. Uh, just finished downloading Majora's Mask 3D, so I'm pretty stoked for that. Um, did you get a review I've copy? Never, what's that? You get a review copy? I did. Okay. Um, I Prick. and I've I've never played Majora's Mask before. Hmm. That's like the one. That's like the one Zelda I missed out on because I think I had an N64 around Ocarina, and then I didn't have it when Majora's came out, and then I got like like Wind Waker for GameCube and stuff like that. So it's like the one that I missed out on. So, uh. I'm really excited to experience it for the first time. Hmm. Yeah, I um. Uh, didn't we say last week that like Tingle would be a playable character and like in the, I just remembered in the Nintendo Direct, um, he ended up be he's going to be a playable character in Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, so yes, I got and, half of it right. Yeah, yeah. And, and you also said that he would attack with balloons, so that was pretty spot on. Yeah, I'm. I'm I was. I never would have thought Young Link would make it. Yeah, can you uh, can you pick the my scratch ticket numbers next week? Uh, I can. Um, um, maybe we'll get that mixer in one in a week. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, yeah. Um, you got anything else, Derek? Didn't want to cut you off. No, no. That's that's been it for me this week. I mean, I've still been playing Papers Please on the uh, on iOS when I can. Um, that's kind of been my addiction as of late. But uh, nothing new to say about it really, except it's fucking insane. Mm. Um. Yeah. Me. I've um. I've been playing Fantasy Life. I still feel like I don't get the game i i feel like i'm missing out on a lot of content and like i just switched to mercenary mercenary um from uh like i have wood cutting minor uh, al- uh alchemist and I, but i just feel like i'm missing something of the game like i'm doing the story but i i don't i don't know is like josh is there like a like a encyclopedia because like i have to do these like uh, uh alchemy quests and it's like get this like random shit and i'm like i don't know where the fuck to get it so like it, Am I missing something, or is it just is this purely just like grinding the classes with like a story like that is kind of around it? Well, in a way, it's kind of like that, but I mean, it's not it's not terribly grindy unless you're trying to do every class because as you progress through the story, all the materials you need for each class, or if you're a, like an offensive class, all of the monsters that you need to hunt pretty much pop up as you progress through the game. So you don't really have to force yourself to grind out a lot of stuff, especially because in the case of materials, it's really the game's really like easy to the point where they don't want you to like sit there for grinding for hours. Like you could just um, pick up the material you need, leave the area, and come back, and it'll be respawned like that easy. Hmm. So um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, thing, I feel like I'm just just not getting it. Like one thing that I noticed when I tried playing multiplayer with Megan for the first time is that it seems like you get double the materials when you play with another person. So then if we're playing with three people, I'm guessing it would be even more than that. And everybody gets their own drop. Yeah. And yeah, and everyone gets their own drop. So that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to like cruise through it and I, I'm having fun, I think. Uh, but I, <laughs> I just I don't I don't I just don't think I'm getting it. Um but um besides that, I picked up a game that was uh, a Steam. I think the I think the sale just ended. It's having an anime sale. Um and I picked up a game called Killer is Dead. 
uh, I got the Nightmare Edition, and it was like six bucks, and I had a couple of bucks in my Steam wallet from Counter Strike, so I got it for you know four bucks, and it, it was a Suda Fifty One game, so I was like, fuck yeah, I'm all over this shit. Um, and it's it's very it's very stylized like Suda Fifty One stuff, uh, where you play this character that is kind of like a dark and evil James Bond kind of dude. Uh, that's got a sword and a robot arm and he goes around killing monsters um, and he works for the government uh, in, you know, fighting paranormal. I've only got a few missions in. PC controls are a little whack. I need to find my PlayStation 3 controller and hook it up to my computer um, because, like, it, it's just... Navigating the menus is awkward. Like, you have to use the arrow keys to, like, move around and then you have to, like, click the mouse button so, like, to accept it. So if you want to go to options, you have to, like, hit down, down, down and then click. And instead of, like, you could just easily hit enter or space. So I don't... I don't see the logic in that, but um, that's fun. And uh, I'm also um, doing my New Year's resolution of playing more Counter-Strike uh, matchmaking. And holy shit, I, I played, I think, set, last Saturday night till about 5 in the morning with these two dudes that I met on, on a, a matchmaking server. Um, a guy that went by Iomite and a guy that went by Kevin Nguyen. And these, these kids were fucking hilarious. I was just just laughing all over the place. They were bickering like an old couple about like, like doing like um, this boosting thing where you can like uh, have someone stand on your head. And then if you like both jump at the same time, like he'll get like slung, slingshotted out into the environment. And like, it was, it was so much fun. And we like, we won two and then tied two. Um, but it was just, it was really rewarding. And I'm getting back into the swing of things on that, but that's all I've been playing. We need to, we need to get you guys into some Counter-Strike go. You need Wait. to actually get on anything together. Yeah. Like, I feel like every week we say we were going to play together and then we... I mean, if only if, you know, Derek got a... If Derek quit his job. I'm well, always just, at work. All the time. Let's, just, let's just all quit our jobs and just play together. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, maybe we can get Derek to come down for WonderCon. Huh? huh? You know, now, now that we might be taking donations, we might be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we, maybe if we get big enough, we can have a panel at Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you know, shoot for the stars. At at the very least, we could have a kamikaze panel because some of the panels that I, some of the panels that were there were just kind of like it was like I would don't know how they got a panel. Yeah, I, I was. You um, know what's going to happen when we get our panel at Comic Con? We're going to be followed by the nerdist panel. <laughs> oh yeah, and so, then and then two of us are going to start working for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I remember kamikaze. I went to, um. My buddy, uh, a DJ buddy of mine, texted me and said, "Hey, there's this like, uh, you know, fairly big DJ that's having a panel there. Go check it out, see what he's doing." And um, not fairly big. I mean, he he has like a residency at Avalon in LA, but it was big enough that my friend was like, "Hey, check it out." So I go there. And I'm checking it out. I thought he was gonna be talking about music or whatever, but they're like, "Oh no, I got a comic book uh, coming out." Blah 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 blah. But it was like the most like vain and vapid comic book. It was a comic book about him uh, and about getting like superpowers and it was all just about his music and it was just it was bad i couldn't finish the panel <laughs> it was really bad so i'm right with you that there's some pretty like crummy panels at kamikaze not to not to bash not to bash convention it's one of my favorite conventions um but yeah <laughs> well, the panels are just like there was there's a couple we sat on that were oh hello josh hello oh there he is okay um okay uh let's let's cruise through um our mission objectives actually first but first we have two games to give away um, we had a contest going on Facebook for a copy of Captain Toad on the Wii U with some custom box art from the one and only Juan Carlos. That's me. 
and we uh, took all the entries, threw them into a random number generator, and it spit out uh, a Twitter user, uh, Twitter user at Matt Magician. Matt Magician is the winner. Uh, congratulations, Matt. Congratulations. So we'll be reaching out to you. Um, yeah. Uh, but we have another one given away. Uh, one you gave away a copy of NES Remix Two. Uh, that is true. I asked people to. Um, well, I heard my voice right now. No. I asked guys to uh, tweet their retro game collection so I can see like what they rock. And our winner, I'm getting their name right now, is Twitter user at Chris Utah 3DS. So congratulations to at Chris Utah 3DS. We'll get your information and send you out a copy of NES Remix Pack for Wii U. Oh, Wii U. Fabulous. Yeah. All right. Right on. Yeah. Um, so uh, our question last week for you listeners was, uh, what game are you looking forward to most in 2015? And we got a fuck ton of responses. So I'm going to go through them. I don't, um, I don't want to uh, gloss over them, but there's a lot of duplicates. So... Uh, let's start off. Uh, Mike D said, um, I will have to make sure to scalp every single amiibo I can find uh, to make sure I buy all. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I will, may- <laughs> I will have to make sure to scalp every amiibo I can find. I have to make sure I buy all of the Ubisoft games that are released over the next 12 months, and I will pre order that shit to boot. Hashtag you play Master Race. And I saw that on, on Facebook, and I think I responded with, get that get that Assassin's Creed bullshit out of here. Or the pre-order bullshit out of here. Um, then Graham H. said, um, pretty much uh, parodying what we said last week, Zelda Wii U, Star Fox, but also The Witcher 3. Um, and I got to uh, interview the, the, the guys at Comic-Con for The Witcher 3, and I'm pretty excited for that, too. Um, Laura A. says, Yoshi's Woolly World. Uh, Mike B. says, Super Hype is... Super Hyper Dentist Simulator. What the fuck is that? Um, and Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain, which I, I forgot that was coming out this year. Like, I'm so hyped for that. So hyped for that. Uh, Dylan L. says Ace Combat, uh, Assault Horizon Legacy Plus. Uh, I'm a sucker for any of the um, uh, Ace Combat games, so I'm going to have to check that out. I believe um, that one has Amiibo support, too. It does. It does have Amiibo support where you can get like, um, different skins for the planes. Um, and then I asked the 907 Gamers group uh, that question and got a fuck ton of responses. Um, Justin E. said Dying Light and Xenoblade X. Uh, I'm, so, I'm so stoked for Dying Light. It was really cool. Uh, Roger Craig Smith, who voices the main character, was on uh, the main Geekscape show this week. And he mm-hmm. was talking about it. He sounded very enthusiastic. It was uh, uh, It's cool. I'm really excited for the game. And he's he seems like a really nice dude. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then Wesley N. said, uh, playing poker in my garage. All right, well, uh, I guess that's a pretty good game. Uh, Tyler S., uh, Witcher 3. Uh, Nathaniel W., uh, he said, The Division, if it doesn't get delayed. Um, and I'm pretty sure that game got kicked out in 2016. So, um, <laughs> I think it did, too. Yeah, uh, and uh, I'm so happy it did because fuck Ubisoft, okay? Uh, <laughs> um uh, somebody that goes by the name Vermin, Vermin C said Evolve, and I got a bunch of Evolves in here. Chris B, uh, somebody going by Zom B. Oh my God, his last initial is B, and his first name is Zom Zom B. Wow. Um, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Sage C says No Man's Sky. Tim M, Star Citizen. Uh, Ethan S, uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, I know that was some of you, some of you guys is uh, some of you you three uh, were kind of hyped for that. Um, definitely. Uh, 1886. Uh, what's what's the subtitle for 1886? The that, order. Uh, the order. The order. 1886. 
um, Uncharted 4. Um, I got a bunch of Batmans on there. Uh, Scott S. said Batman. Uh, Jennifer C. said Overwatch. Uh, Mandy Z. said Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, because she knows it will come out this year. God damn it. Um, and it's pretty much... Um, oh, Adam F. Super hyped for the Metroid Prime Wii U re-release. Um, and there's a whole bunch on here. I could talk for days. Um, but the funniest one on here, um, Osiris S. says... He is so excited for a game called Just the Tip. <laughs> so we want to play. I'm guessing, it. it's a, I'm guessing it's a waitress simulator. <laughs> uh, we can only hope. Um, oh, and I can't leave out my good friend Colton. And uh, he's all about Majora's Mask, the new Godzilla video game, Bloodborne. And he said Majora's Mask twice. Um, so that's it. Um, and we forgot to decide on what uh, our question of this week is. So which one do you guys want to go with? Um, the video game soundtrack, or what video game that you just can't beat? Like that one, which that one, one can't beat. Okay, guys. Um, so what is one video game that you just can't beat? Be it that you physically can't figure out the controls, or you just like you know you are your genes don't work. Um, does anybody want to take a lead on this? Huh. Well, when you put it that way, there's two that come to mind. If you want to talk about a game that I just can't beat for whatever reason, uh, Final Fantasy VIII, I've made it to the end of that game, I think, three different times. Really? And one time my memory card erased. <laughs> second, second time I just lost the memory card. And then the third time I tried to fight the last boss and then my weapons were were too weak to beat her. So I just... I, Fuck um, in terms of like a, technically a game that I don't think I could ever beat was Indigo Prophecy because oh. I love I love that game I love I like I love the concept and the story but the controls are just so fucking bad I don't know how many times I don't know how many times I died because I just walked in a circle because the camera kept changing <laughs> when I was trying to run away from like a cop or a, or whatever so yeah I'm never getting back to that <laughs> um, uh, Derek uh, what what game can't you beat uh, Amiibo Hunter. <laughs> that game I just doesn't can't. Stop. Doesn't every time, stop. every time I think I'm done, they just pull me back in for more. Uh, but in all seriousness, the biggest one that bring that that uh, that comes up, or the one that instantly pops in my head, is uh, Battle Toads. You know, I feel like that's, that's, that's a little cliche. That... That's a little cliche response. Well, that's the only one I've got because I didn't think about it very hard. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and I feel like, for the most part, like looking through, actually, no, Final Fantasy X is a similar situation to Josh in that I put so many fucking hours into that game, and then I had a memory card corrupt, and then, uh, and then I think my PS2 died, like, like I waited like two years or something, and to so I till I had come to the point where I had kind of forgotten most of the things that happened in the game. Um, and then, so it's been like two years, I'm going to try it again and I get another like 30 or 40 hours in and my PS2 dies and, uh, I haven't played it since. And I even own the HD collection because is I'm that like, on PS4? No, it's on PS3 it and Vita. You think it'll hit, hit that too? Oh no, they already announced it. Oh right. They did. Yeah. All right. I'm because Final Fantasy X was my favorite Final Fantasy game and I even, uh, have a, a PS2 emulator on my computer um, and just to, just to play that. That's the only game that I play on it and it's just to get a, the HD remake. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. and I loved and I loved everything I played of it, but it just hasn't worked out for me to finish it. And I feel like yeah, I'll probably probably pick it up for PS4 um, as well, but don't you know, it's so hard to play a 100-hour game these days. Like I I don't know how I could do it if I ever wanted to play anything else. Hmm. 
All right, uh, one. What about you? Uh, Galaga. Is it? Can you? Can you beat Galaga? Uh, I'm gonna find a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I've always wanted to go to like as far as I, I'll be on a roll of Galaga, and then um, uh, and then I'll just lose. A real true story. About two years ago, at the I Am Eight Bit Art Show in Los Angeles, they had a contest of uh, they. I don't know, if Josh, if you went to that. They had the Galagum cabinet that an artist custom built, and they projected a, uh, a screen on the main uh, exhibition hall and said, if whoever can amass the highest score wins the machine. So they had a signing, I think, on a Saturday morning. I, sh- I went with a couple of friends from Angry Bananas, uh, a local group here, does a lot of videos and, and stuff for video games. And... I started playing and I and I think the score was over 240,000 points. I wow. got up to 260,000. Jeez. And one the artists who were there were looking at the screen on the the project on the wall like, "Holy crap, is that you right now?" Hey, they were like, "Hey, that's better. That's more than your score." So they were they were like guys were looking around like, "Oh yeah, that is the high score. That's the high score." And so now they were asking like, "Does he win the machine?" And it turns out that that contest was only applicable to the Friday night before. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so because I wasn't there Friday night, I, di- I couldn't – I wasn't eligible to win the machine. That's bullshit. Yeah. So uh, I should have a Galaga machine. So that's why I have this uh, determination to beat it. But it, to, to talk about a home console game, it would have to be another shooter. But And for me, shooters are ones that involve spaceships. Um uh, Ikaruga. Oh yeah, uh, fuck. yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's it's never gonna happen. I got that on Xbox no. Live and was playing it co-op, and it's just no way. No I think way. Every parent needs to have, or anybody in the future who has kids or has nephews or nieces, because uh, one thing I'm learning about uh, teenagers, thirteen, fourteen year olds, I don't remember being that annoying in terms of how bragging about how good I was at video games. <laughs> You know, like now it seems like any kid, they'll, they'll, they'll instantly talk crap like, oh, I'll wreck you in that game. I'll beat you in that game. I don't remember ever being that annoying about games. I just, if I beat them, I was just kind of like, all right, cool. Just, I beat it. Awesome. But I never went around and telling people that I could beat them up in, in a certain game. It seems kind of weird. So now, if, because I have a couple of kids in my classroom who brag about how they're good at Smash Brothers. Who's like pretty much every ninety nine percent of all teenagers? I was like, all right, little little crap, come here, come here. He was like, he was like, Let's play this game until you beat this game. You can't play Smash Brothers, and then just to humble them, just so they can come crying. I don't want to play it anymore. It's like, okay. right. yeah, yeah, all right. I'll sit down and shut up. Do your homework, jerk. <laughs> now let me play Galaga. <laughs> um, I think um I had a really a good one, but I forgot. Got it. But the one that like literally springs to mind is Super Mario 64. I just could not get the 120 stars. And like, it was just, it, it, I didn't, I don't think I beat the, the third Bowser until, oh, fuck. I don't know. Like, I think like right before the GameCube came out. Like, so like years and years and years and years and years later, I just could not fucking do it. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It seems, it seems easy. Um, I, on the 3D, uh, on the the DS re-release, couldn't do it either. So I'm just fucking terrible at Mario 64. Worst one ever. Worst one ever. And of course, Amiibo Hunter. But uh, I'm not even really playing that. You but will. You guys, I, I, I know you guys suck. So uh, I guess that is it. Um, 
Again, well, we're testing out some new recording stuff. So next couple episodes, please bear with us. We're trying to nail everything down so we get you a good, consistent product. Uh, let us know what uh, game you just can't beat. The hardest game out there uh, for you. And uh, let us know if you think we should start a Patreon or start accepting donations. Um, or, you know, maybe we should just, you know, say fuck all and just not do that. Uh, but we, we really want to hear responses. Uh, as always, you can find all of us at geekscape.net. Um, I am at Shane O'Hare on Twitter. Derek? I'm at D. Cranervilt. Fabulous, Josh. At Enu Joshua. And Juan Carlos. At the King of Mars. Fabulous. And um, uh, our our favorite fan, Jeremy Shepard, um, kindly uh, registered at Geekscape Games for us on Twitter. So uh, I reached out to him tonight to get those credentials. So uh, make sure you follow at Geekscape Games. Um, and that's it. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-